Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis, and I am happy to be talking to you. Um, yeah, so what do I have to tell you? I'm working on a show, which is, you know, hasn't, I haven't really done in almost a year. In fact, over a year. So um, I'm in the I'm in the theater zone, which means my brain is a little bit like, wait, what about have I have I done this yet? <laughs> so um, the show ish may have happened by the time I put this out, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm exploring a uh, feminist measure for measure, and I'm trying to get it all organized raise some funds, you know, all the, all the things. So that's happening. If you want to know more about that, um, I, where would I send you? I would go to the company, uh, webpage, which is messengertheaterco.org. And if you click on measure for measure, you will get to a very brief explanation of what's happening, but that will lead you to the Indiegogo campaign where, um, you will get more than you ever wanted to know about Measure for Measure and how I feel about it right now. <laughs> so um, if you don't know about that yet, uh, get, get into it if you like. Um, yeah, we are 51% funded, um, which is just good. It's not bad. It's not bad. So uh, I will let you know how that goes. Um, and today's blog is called We Might Be Okay. And uh, this one was actually two blogs that I smushed together because they're essentially in the same boat. Um, but yeah, I, I, two, it's two, two ideas in one. <laughs> Partly, yeah, they, the, neither of them was quite enough on their own. So they belong, they belong together, odd though their pairing may be. So here it is. We might be okay. feeling pretty apocalyptically doomed to a terrible dystopian future. But I recently got some doses of hope in some very funny places, and I thought it might give you a bit of hope, too. Ever since my imaginative journey into dragons and witches, I have been looking for a way I can inspire fear in real life. I've been looking for ways to make men back off, and or stay away from me. I thought I should learn to growl. I've been experimenting, trying different techniques, sounds, and means of production. Finally, I googled. And the videos that came up for how to growl are almost all made by preteen girls. Tween girls are teaching us how to growl. They have all the hallmarks of usual preteen behavior, but they also know how to growl. And they are willing to teach us. If this generation of girls grows up growling, I am actually pretty psyched about the future. Now, there are no guarantees that they will use these skills to fight the patriarchy, but their enthusiasm and willingness to share something that is so primal so far away from the mandate to be demure or sexy, is a challenge to the patriarchy just in and of itself. 
I am hopeful for a future of fierce girls who know how to growl and so grateful that they are willing to teach the rest of us. So girls growling gives me hope. The other bit of hope involved a flight across the country. The plane was pretty Trumpy, I have to say. It was headed to a Trumpy state and a lot of the people on board seemed to be Trumpy people. At the front of the plane, in first class or business class or whatever the heck they call it at this airline, were some very Trumpy white people. I mean, it was exclusively white people up there, but some of them were obviously Trumpy. A guy with a fancy watch and a suntan that he probably paid a lot for was reading a hardback copy of Tucker Carlson's book. He appeared to be reading it unironically next to his wife, whose suntan he probably also paid for. At the back of the plane, in basic economy, were most of the people of color on the plane. Surrounding me were a Chinese family and an Indian family. This particular airline charges a fee to let you pick your own seat, and those who don't pay are seated toward the back. I know this because I was one of those who didn't pay the extra fee. Because of economics and the economics of white supremacy, it is no surprise that this economic situation led to an old-school segregated transportation experience that led to white people in the front and people of color in the back. That's not the thing that gives me hope. Obviously. That's just a horrifying sidebar. What gave me hope was that on this very Trumpy plane... They brought down little screens and played a movie. And the movie that they played was a sweet father-daughter story. There was one movie for everyone on the plane. And in that film, there were several scenes in which the young woman kisses her girlfriend. Two young women of color are kissing each other on every screen on this Trumpy plane, and no one shouted, No one threw anything at the screen. The movie played, and then it was over, and it was no big deal. On this very Trumpy plane, no one was the least bit concerned about the lesbians on screen. The retrograde fascists in our government may be bending over backwards to take away the rights of LGBTQ folks, and I'm doing what I can to make sure they do not succeed, but even if they do, the cultural battle for the minds of Americans on this front has already been won. A major airline played this movie without the slightest concern about the letters they might receive. If you told me 20 years ago that I'd be able to watch this movie on a plane, I'd never have believed it. 20 years ago, the only place I could have seen such a story would have been in the art house movie theater, and now it's on a plane. So progress has been made. American hearts and minds have been opened sufficiently to enjoy a charming love story between two young women of color. And then there was the actual love story of a queer couple of color I know. On the day I took this Trumpy plane, I learned that my friend had died. Cancer claimed her body, but not the couple's love story. All around the country, through the wonders of social media, tributes rained down, not just to my dear lost friend, but to this extraordinary pair of people. Even death could not part them, and from around the world, witnesses paid tribute. And that outpouring of spirit, as well as the years of their relationship, 
I mean, hashtag relationship goals. They give me hope for where we're going, even as bad news pours in. There are beautiful partnerships of people of all genders forming and getting stronger every day. We are hopefully making space for everyone to be included in love stories and coming of age stories and tragedies and comedies. And if in some ways we are going backward, as in this airline's economic policy that reinforces structural racism, there are young women who can teach us to growl like wolves. We can learn to fight such things with the power and the strength of wolves taught to us by girls. So at least one reader of this blog was inspired to uh, do some Googling of, uh, of these preteen growlers and sent me a link to one I hadn't actually seen yet. So there's, there are, there's, there's, there's a few, there's more than, there's more than three about, I mean, I'm sure there's probably more, but, um, I, I watched at least three. So <laughs> there, there are, um, I don't know. It's a thing. Uh, I still don't know how to growl really well, though. It feels like I don't understand how to get the resonance really going. Um, so I'm going to have to still practice. I, like, I feel like I can get the sound started eventually, but I can't sustain it for any long periods of time. So I might need to consult with some teen girls. If you, if you have a preteen girl who knows how to growl, hook me up. Um, yeah, so, um, what, we're, uh, what song belongs here? Well, of course it's Hungry Like the Wolf. I was trying to think of other ones that featured growling or hope, but I was like, hope? Pfft. Who wants, who wants to sing about hope? Apparently not me, uh, but, uh, wolves, Absolutely. And I will confess to you that I was a huge Duran Duran fan as a preteen girl myself. So it all comes back around. Growling was not a thing that I uh, could do or even thought to do. But singing along to Duran Duran, I absolutely did. Um, I, I feel like... I mean, I, I hopefully I have, I have done to this song what what it deserves. I mean, I listen. I loved it, um, but now when I listen to it, there's this woman in the background who's just like moaning. <laughs> and if you really, really listen to the song, it's I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think I need to retire my affection for it. <laughs> but it was fun to sing. And um, it's fun to sort of really be literal about um, being a wolf and what a wolf is going to do to you. They're not going to, like, attack you and then have, have a nice intimate time. A wolf is there to eat you, I think, in the song. So anyway, Hungry Like the Wolf will be in your ears in a moment. Um, before I go there, though, if you have not yet, uh, please join my mailing list. Um, I only recently 
posted my uh, my previous request for email joining, uh, but so far that has yielded no results. So, uh, if you would join my join my mailing list, email list, uh, all you need to do is go to my website, and then a little box will pop up, and it'll ask you to put in. You don't even have to give. You don't even have to give me your like main email. Like, give me your junk email. I need, I just, you know, I need to get into the habit of, um, telling people what I'm up to besides here on the blog cast. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the place to do that is emilyrainbowdavis.com and just s- slide me your email and I will email you things. See, it's not terrible. I mean, listen, I understand. I, I, if, if we could go back in time and not have email, would I do it? I don't know. I might. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question for later. Not right now. <laughs> uh, so thank you for listening. And um, here is Hungry Like the Wolf.
touch with the ground I'm on the hunt, I'm after you I smell like I sound I'm lost and I'm found And I'm hungry like the wolf I straddle the line It's discord and rhyme I'm on the hunt, I'm after you Mouth is alive with juices like wine And I'm hungry